Praise the Lord Church. I request that you stand up. I'm going to blow the shofar and then we pray together. As I blow the shofar, please respond by saying hallelujah or by saying praise the Lord. Hey, I didn't know that I would type it. So type in it. Okay. Blow it three times. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. us pray together. Father Almighty, we give you thanks, we give you praise. We honor you and we magnify your holy name. You are the almighty God, the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords. There is no one who can compare with you in power, in authority, in love, in knowledge, in understanding. No one can compare with you in compassion. No one can compare with you in all the world, there is no one who is like you, O King of Glory. May you be exalted and magnified in this temple. May you be exalted and magnified in our lives, in the lives of those who are called by your name. Lord, be exalted and magnified, O King of Kings. I frustrate every scheme of the enemy concerning this, our meeting, in the name of Jesus. I bind every evil spirit, every demon, that could have come in this your sanctuary and command them free from this place. I frustrate every scheme of the agents of the evil one that at times come amidst your people who have come to worship you. I paralyze their hands. I frustrate their schemes in the name of Jesus. Come and reign, O Lord God. Come and reign in this your temple. Come and reign in our lives because, Lord God, you alone deserve to be exalted, deserve to be magnified, deserve to be worshipped in this place. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord, church. I want to thank the Lord for the opportunity that he has given me to come and share with you in this lunch hour. And the topic that I was given is the power of prayer in spiritual warfare. The power of prayer in spiritual warfare. And I want us to read this scripture in Ephesians chapter 6. And I thank God that you have been the preachers before, I think since the beginning of this month, have been talking about the, the, full, the armor, the armor of God, putting on the full armor of God and contending against the powers of darkness. And I um, want to concentrate on this scripture which is in Ephesians 6, 18 to 19. And it says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, 
be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me that whenever you open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. This is the word of God. So in my sharing this afternoon, we are going to see what is spiritual warfare. Number two, what does it mean to pray in the spirit on all occasions? Number three, what does it mean to pray with all kinds of prayers and requests? Number four, what does it mean to be alert? Then... Number five, I'll finally share my experience in spiritual warfare and examples of spiritual warfare prayers. Number one, what is spiritual warfare? Friends, I'm sure the majority of you know that spiritual warfare, it is a fight. Spiritual warfare is a conflict. Spiritual warfare is a struggle. Those are some of the words that mean spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is combat. Therefore, spiritual warfare is orutaro. Do you know, I have put that in a local language. Orutaro gomoyo. Hmm? Spiritual warfare, friends, it is a war between the kingdom of darkness ruled by the devil and the kingdom of light. Ruled by God. I want, us, I want to remind you, friends, that the moment that you accepted Christ as your Lord, God, and Savior, you were enlisted as a soldier in God's army. Did you know that? You and me are soldiers. That's like the UPDF. I don't know, but for us, we are soldiers in God's army. We are even more powerful than the UPDF. I used to sing this song when I was growing up in high school. I'm a soldier in the army. I'm a soldier in the army. I'm a soldier. In the army, I am a soldier in the army of the Lord. If I suffer, let me suffer in the army. If I suffer, let me suffer in the army. If I suffer, let me suffer in the army. I am a soldier in the army of the Lord. So friends, you and me are soldiers in God's army. Uh, I'm sure all of us have some hint of how this spiritual warfare started. It started with the fall of Rispa, which is written in the scriptures, uh, when you read Ezekiel chapter 28, verse, from verse 11 to 17, it talks about how Lucifer, who was an angel of God, fell. And then that's when spiritual warfare began. But also in Isaiah 14, 
verse 11 to 15, it talks about the origin of spiritual warfare. I'll read Isaiah, um, I read Isaiah 14, 11, 15. Isaiah 14, 11 to 15. Isaiah 14, 11 to 15. To just see, say what, how this warfare began. Isaiah 14, 11. It says this. Uh, All your pomp has been brought down to the grave along with the noise of your harps. Maggots are spread out beneath you and worms cover you. How you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down on the earth you who once laid down the nations. You said in your heart, I'll ascend to heaven. I'll rise, I, I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I'll sit enthroned on the mount of assembly, on the, on the utmost heights of the sacred mountain. I will ascend above the tops of the crowds I'll make myself like the most high, but you are brought down to the grave, to the depth of the pit. This was Lucifer, the devil. Lucifer has many names. Actually, understand the name Lucifer means shining one, morning star. Many of you know, I believe, that he was a worship leader in heaven, but because of pride, was cast down. Another name for Lucifer is a dragon, a huge serpent. A dragon is a huge serpent or a water snake. Another name for Lucifer for, for or for the devil is Satan. It is Satan, which means opposer, obstructor, obstacle, malicious. And then the devil, which we normally also use. It means slander or a chooser. Friends, the devil has a hierarchy. As we read in Ephesians 6, 12, he, there are rulers, there, those are demons. There are authorities, those are demons. There are powers of darkness in this world. There are demons. There are also spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That is in the, in the, in the second heaven. That is where the headquarter of the evil one, of the devil, is. But here on earth, he sends what? Demons. But also in the waters, there is what they call, refer to as the queen of the coast. It's also a, a, a demon who controls the waters. Some people, I'm sure you've heard of people saying that they go to the waters to get money, to get riches, to get see, uh, powers, to rule. So friends, the spiritual realm is real because when the devil fell, when he was just from heaven, a third of the angels were, came with him. They had, he had managed to convince them. So these are now demons. 
And here on earth, these demons operate through human beings, through witch doctors, through sorcerers, through diviners, and other agents of the evil one. So friends, we are in battle. As Christians, of course, the devil, because he's, he's whatever, his place is the lake of fire. So he wants many people to follow him we, and, and, and not go to heaven. So there are two kingdoms. Again, as I say, the kingdom of the devil, the kingdom of darkness, and also the kingdom of light. And throughout this, this I think since the beginning of the month, we have been talking about putting on the full armor, each piece. You have talked about the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, shoes of preparation for the gospel, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. So friends, when a soldier, when a person is a soldier, he has to be properly dressed and fortified so that he can engage in a war. So even us as Christians, we need to be fortified. That's why the Bible says, put on the full armor, not half armor, but what? The full armor, so that you fight the evil one. And then you now prayer. We are looking at prayer today. Therefore, prayer is the seventh item in spiritual warfare. And it is the greatest weapon that, the, that God has given us against the evil one. It is a weapon. It is an offense, offensive weapon. Other weapons of the, the armor, apart from the word of God, are defensive. Hmm? You put them on to defend yourself. But after putting them on, you need to move. And you move through prayer. What does this mean to pray in the spirit? In that scripture that I have read in Ephesians 6, they, they say that we should pray in the spirit. What does it mean to pray in the spirit? And on all occasions, does this mean that I should come here all the time and praying and leave every other thing? What does it mean? Some scholars have said that praying in the spirit means praying in tongues. With this kind of view, this means that a person who does not have the gift of tongues cannot pray in the spirit. So this kind of definition of, of praying in the spirit lacks something. However, some others have said that praying in the spirit means praying in communion with the Holy Spirit. Praying in communion with the Holy Spirit. So in, when you are praying, you are supposed to be in touch with the Holy Spirit. Hmm? I intend to agree with this kind of definition of praying in the Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 26 says, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. So that's when in prayer we really need to be in communion with the Holy Spirit. And when we are in communion with the Holy Spirit, he can even remind us some scriptures to use in our prayer. Friends, the Holy Spirit inspires, uh, 
inspires our prayers and teaches us how to pray. How has been your prayer life? The scripture has told us that we should pray in the spirit, but also on all occasions. This means that every Christian should always be in the mood of prayer. You can say a very quick prayer, even when you are, have already left your, your, your prayer place at home, maybe in the morning. You can pray even as you come, when you are driving or when you are in the car. Be always in the what? In the mood of prayer. Pray for many things. You are supposed to pray for many things. As, as we live as Christians, we are supposed we are called upon by God to be intercessors. What does it mean to pray with all kinds of prayers? The Bible is telling us to pray with all kinds of prayers and requests. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, it says that the weapons we fight with are not weapons as the world of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds of the enemy. They have what? Divine power to demolish strongholds of the enemy. They are not canoe. In 203, I think, 202-203, there was this man, the president of Iraq. What was his name? Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein, they used to say that he has weapons of mass destruction. And America had to hunt for him and do what? Kill him. Because they said that he can destroy the entire world. Thank God it didn't happen. Otherwise, you and me would not be there. But he was caught and he was killed. But friends, I want to tell you that through prayer, there is divine power to demolish strongholds of the enemy. That's why you have seen some people who are demon-possessed and they, they are so strong. When you pray for deliverance for those people, within a twinkling of an eye, they can do what? They can completely be normal. Hmm? That's why when you read the story of Paul, who was persecuting the church. I had that passion to persecute the church, but when he had an encounter with Jesus Christ on his way to Damascus, he completely what? Changed. His passion for persecuting the church completely changed and he started doing what? Preaching the gospel, which he was persecuting. When I was in high school, I was taught this formula of prayer. Uh, using the word acts. Hmm? A standing for adoration, C standing for confession, T standing for thanksgiving, and then S standing for supplication or requests. But friends, you see, uh, in that formula which many of us use when we are praying, we adore God through songs, through the reading of the word, through psalms, and then confess and what? There is one which, which is missing. And that which is missing, which we need to use in spiritual warfare, is binding and losing. In spiritual warfare, you bind 
the powers of darkness, the evil spirits, and you rose. But also there is a prayer of, uh, which, which is called authoritative prayer. Uh, let us look at Matthew 16, 19. This was said by Jesus Christ. He, say, he told his disciples, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Many times, this prayer of binding and losing is lacks in our church. And at times when you start praying like that, people say, eh, this, this lady, she's demon conscious. <laughs> but friends, the Bible tells us to have that prayer. Whatever you bind in heaven will be bound on earth. Whatever you lose on earth will be what? Loosed in heaven. Matthew 18, 19 also talks about that the, the corporate prayer. Corporate prayer is very, very important in spiritual warfare. This is what it says, Matthew 18, 19. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. This is the power of corporate prayer. When people are united, when a church is united and prays, there is great power, especially great power to frustrate, to destroy powers of darkness. When we read the, the book of Acts, we see that kind of prayer. Acts chapter 12, it talks of how the church united to pray for Peter. Stephen had been murdered, James had been murdered, and Herod now imprisoned Peter, and he wanted to do what? To kill Peter. It was, I think that he was waiting for the, the, this ceremony, this day of Passover to end, and then he kills him. But the church gathered and started praying in someone's house. And when they prayed, Together, that God sent an angel in the prison. First, he first dealt with the prison gate. It opened. Then the prison doors opened. Then the, the chains which were on Peter's arms and legs were broken by the angel. And Peter was led out of prison. Friends, that's, why, that's what spiritual warfare can do. I, when I was reading this story, I kept on wondering, where could the guards, where could they have gone? Because I understand Peter was guarded even where he was sleeping. But also there were guards at the, at the gate, there were guards at the door. I said that maybe God put a very deep sleep. Hmm? And then the angel of God released Peter from prison. And friends... Honest and united prayer is very, very important in spiritual warfare. It sets captives free. And I don't know, I don't know the people that you know who have been, who have been captives. 
friends, some of our children have been captives of drugs. They are in that captivity. They are like useless. Some have failed to even complete their studies. Some have completed their studies, but they are just in drugs, on drugs. Some are, it's alcohol. Some captives of alcohol, you, have, you, you could have seen that they cannot really do anything for themselves. They are like babies who need to be helped. Some husbands who have become alcoholics have ended their wives going away and they are abandoned. But they are also captives of sexual immorality. People come here in church and they wed, they make vows, but they go from one woman to another. If it is a woman, they go from one man to another. They are in that captivity. They need deliverance. Some of our young people and also old people have been in bondage of pornography. There is need to seek the Lord, friends, through fasting and prayer if they are to be released in this captivity. And spiritual warfare is the prayer that we can engage so that these people are delivered from what? From these bondages. Perhaps you too, you could have, a, you could have been enslaved by a certain habit and you need to be delivered. Spiritual warfare is the way to go. Because in most cases, those people who are in bondage, they are, they are strongholds that are holding them captive. Then there is also a prayer of authority or authoritative prayer. This also is used in spiritual warfare. This type of prayer begins in the heart of a man or a woman who has a recognizable voice in the courts of heaven. Does heaven know you? Turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor, does heaven know you? This calls for an intimate relationship with God the Father. This calls for a life of holiness, a life of repentance, a life of cleansing yourself. Uh, I am always encouraged by Daniel when he was, in, when he was taken into captivity. Daniel 1.8 says that he resolved not to defile himself by eating the food at the palace and drinking the wine. Friends, we are living in a defiled world and many times there are things that defile us. Wherever we go, you, could, you can be defiled. The music that you listen to can defile you. Internet can defile you. But David purpose not to do what? To eat the food at the palace because he wanted to live a holy life. And because of that, really God used him tremendously. One, of, one time he was put in the lion's den, but he prayed that God closes the what? The mouth of the lion. And for a whole night, they didn't touch him. One time, the king had a dream, and he wanted an interpretation of that dream. And he told the, the enchanters and the, the diviners and of that time and the, the wise men that you have to tell me the dream I had and interpret it. And no one could 
But Daniel, because of his relationship with God, he knew that God could tell him the dream and also the interpretation. And he waited on God with some of the Hebrew boys. And indeed, God revealed the dream. And he also gave him the interpretation. And because of that, people were not what? People were not killed. Friends, spiritual warfare needs a clean vessel. You have to be clean. But spiritual warfare can cause God to divert, to divert the sentence of death that at times the evil one wants to do on you. Some people have died through accidents, through witchcraft and sorcery because they have not had people to do what? To wage war against those powers of darkness. So in this kind of prayer, the authoritative prayer, commands are issued and these commands are never addressed to God but to physical or spirit beings as led by the spirit of God. Sometimes it is addressed to inanimate objects like although the power to accomplish the task lies with God, the initiative, however, has to come from the believer. Authoritative prayer. It is a prayer which you say, commanding, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to free from this place. I command you, it's a commanding what? Prayer. What does this mean to be alert? Yes, in that scripture that I read in Ephesians, we are told to be alert. To be alert means to always be aware that there is an enemy who can attack you anytime. It means to keep your eyes on Christ. To be alert means to soak oneself in the word of God. It means asking God for direction all the time. It means to watch and pray. This reminds me of the story when Jesus Christ was, was in Gethsemane, he told his disciples, please watch and pray so that you do not fall into what? Into temptation. But they failed to watch. Instead, they did what? They slept. Friends, it is very important to watch and pray, especially when the Spirit of God prompts us. At times, the Spirit of God may prompt you to wake up at three and start praying. So you need to be sensitive to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. By waking up at three, you can stop some evil thing happening. Maybe in your family. Yesterday I was talking to someone and he had a dream. Uh, uh, no, he, he, uh, God prompted him to wake up at three. Then he started praying. And in his prayer, the Holy Spirit put on, on him to pray for a workmate. Because he had had a dream that night that the workmate was, was, being, was, was robbed. And he, he stood in the gap, he prayed, he prayed. And the next day, the workmate told him that, eh, last night, two of my neighbors were robbed the one on my left and the one on my right. But fortunately, I didn't. What? Me, I was not robbed. They took computers, they took mobile phones, but me, they just passed by. It was because this person, someone stood in the gap, 
and waged war against the powers of darkness. My experience in spiritual warfare and examples of warfare. I do warfare prayers for my ministry. I do warfare prayers for my children, for my husband and my church. And it didn't begin like that. I, I, uh, some of you know that I got saved when I was a young girl of eight years. But at one time I had backslidden. Then I came back to the Lord. But I remember when I got married in 1995 to Mr. Kankwasa, we were living in Rumumba in Makerere, at Makerere University. And I used to attend St. Francis Chapel where I'm serving now. And I used to pray. But at times there will be people, students, who were demon-possessed. So I used to get involved in praying for them. At times after church, at times they would be taken to the vestry. And through that, the Lord was equipping me to do what? In spiritual warfare. One time I remember I was involved in a deliverance session of my brother-in-law. I had a brother-in-law who had gotten demon-possessed. He had left his wife. And he came to Kampara. He was living in Kamali, but he came to Kampara. And we started praying for him for deliverance. And God was revealing many things about him, things we even didn't know. So that also through that, I was being trained in spiritual warfare. Then in 2005, we shifted to Makere, to, from Makerele to Kasangati. At Kasangati, we had a neighbor who was a witch doctor. And this witch doctor was really powerful because people would flock there. Hmm? Women, these women who blow mindy, they, in the afternoon would see a line of women going. Then every end of, every end of the month, they would have an overnight. Ah! I was scared at first. But then the Lord helped me. We started, that time I was serving at, at St. Kakumba. Chambogo University, I started mobilizing some students to come and we have also an overnight at my home. Friends, it was indeed an intensive warfare, but thank God that after some years, this witch doctor shifted. And before he shifted, he came to our home and he said, I want to sell my land. <laughs> and you know, we were praying, in our prayers we would pray, we, Lord, we want this person to go and let us and when he goes we want you to give us this land so that we establish your altar and indeed it happened like that one time I saw the witch doctor at the, at the, at the gate I, I first of all feared this man what is he coming to do but then later on he told us that and we bought the land and the witch doctor went away praise the Lord so don't fear that witch doctor by your what? By your, your, your residence. Pray. Spiritual warfare prayers. This thing, this shofar, it is a tool in spiritual warfare. Uh, I learned, I got it from Nigeria. Yes. And that's where I was taught to blow it. When you blow it in, the, in prayer, you know there are some demons which are up but there are also demons which are down, which may even come in the church. Hmm? When you blow it, they scatter. Hmm? They scatter. They scatter. Uh, someone had a dream when I was blowing this. 
and he saw that I was brewing this, this shofar and that frogs, snakes, and skeletons were running away from me, from the place where I was blowing it. So it's one of the, 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 the tools that one can use in spiritual warfare. Remember, the children of Israel, they had been hindered to enter Jericho. Jericho was a very, very stronghold, but the God told the people to go around it six times, and the seven times he told them to blow the shofar. And when they blew the shofar, the walls of Jericho did what? Fall down. So when you blow a shofar in prayer, things happen in the spiritual realm. So the Lord has been, I'm still in training because later on, one of other things that have trained me in spiritual warfare are books. I buy books about spiritual warfare and I read them and I do what the, those books say. But also, I have been attending, when I was serving here in 2015, 2018, I used to attend houses of prayer. Hmm? Africa House of Prayer it used to happen in various nations in Africa. Because in those houses of prayer, you just pray. Hmm? They, they share some messages, but mostly you pray. You pray for your country, you pray for the country where you meet, you pray for the church of Christ. So through that, I have been trained. I, don't, I can't not say that I am fully, fully trained. I am still learning. There are so many other things that I need, I, I learn. I also have prayer partners. Some of my prayer partners are from Pentecostal churches. And at times, these prayer partners have gifts, the gifts of a seer. When you are praying with him, God exactly reveals maybe what the devil is doing or what the devil did sometime or what the devil wants to do. And when that is revealed, then you pray with knowledge, either counseling, frustrating such a plan that the, the devil may want to know, may, may want to do to you or maybe to your children. So while serving here at All Saints Church, the Lord really blessed me by attending these prayer, prayer houses, prayer conferences, and the church used to support to take care of my what? Or my air tickets. Uh, this topic is very, very big. I cannot exhaust it in some few minutes. But friends, I want to encourage you to pray spiritual warfare prayers. These are some of, some of the examples. Is I bind, I bind every evil spirit. You can bind the evil spirit when you are at your workplace because the evil one is always targeting people. I declare and decree that no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper for the spirit of the Lord shall raise a standard against them. Quoting scripture now. Isaiah 54, 17. Then also you can say a prayer, I destroy and nullify all concerted efforts and strategies of the enemy, frustrate and stabilize my life in the mighty name of Jesus. I command every sickness. You know some sicknesses are brought about by the evil one. So you can say, I command every sickness in so and so or in me to go in the name of Jesus Christ because the word of God says, by his stripes, I am healed. 
you can say such a prayer in the name of Jesus that is above every other name. I frustrate every plan of the enemy concerning so and so. We have the name of Jesus which we can pray and the Bible says that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Which doctors and witches at times they program things in the heavenlies. I don't know if you have ever seen people say I'd program whatever has been programmed in the heavenlies. People who worship the sun and the moon and have those, those whatever, they, 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 they program things. When they, they are bewitching people, they program things. So at times you command, you de delete those programs of the evil one in the sun, in the moon, in the water, on the land. Praise the Lord. So spiritual warfare is one of the greatest tools that, the, the, that God has given to us as Christians. I want us to stand up. I want us to pray. First, pray for yourself since you have come in this sanctuary of God. What do you want God to do? What have you been going through that really feel you need to be prayed for? You need to, to be delivered from somewhat? from that captivity. What is that? Tell it to God. We are also going to pray for the church of Christ. The church of Christ. Yes, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But the church of Christ many, many times has been attacked. You are aware of what has been happening in the Anglican church in the, in the UK. Pray for your families. Perhaps in your families, there are some people who are in bondage, who are not progressing. It could be the work of the evil, it could be the work of witchcraft and sorcery. Pray for the nation of Uganda. At times the evil one sends those powers of darkness to enslave a nation, to cause the president to make decisions that are not, that are not, progress, are not leading to the progression of a nation. So pray, pray for your leaders, pray for your spiritual leaders here, the Reverend Dr. Nyegenye, Reverend Hilale, Reverend Florence, our brother here. Pray always for them because they are the target of the evil one. So let us pray. I'm going to lead a prayer, but please also pray for yourself now that you have known how to pray. Father Almighty, we come before your throne of grace this afternoon, O Lord. Thank you, King of glory, for your children that you have brought here. Lord, you know each one of them and what they are going through, O King of glory. Heavenly Father, I lift them to your throne of grace. I come against any powers of darkness. I bind every evil spirit or every demon, O Lord God, that Lord God has stopped them from prospering in the name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name. I bind the spirit of poverty over your children, O King of glory. I bind the spirit of sickness, any sickness and disease that has been programmed into their lives. In the name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name, I bind and command them to free. I declare healing, I release healing from your throne room, O Lord God. Because your word says that by your stripes, by your stripes, we are healed, O oh Lord God. 
I declare healing upon these your children in the mighty name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name. King of kings and Lord of lords, I pray for our families, the families that we are born in, the families where we are married, O oh Lord God. I pray, King of glory, for your intervention upon the members of our families. Perhaps, O oh Lord God, there are children who have failed to study, O oh Lord, because of witchcraft and sorcery. Lord, I pray that you deliver them. Send forth your mighty angels, O oh King of glory. Lord, to deliver them, O oh Lord, from the spirit of death. I bind the spirit of premature death that could have been cast on some of these your children in the mighty name of Jesus and command it to free. I declare and decree long life upon your children that Lord God, whatever has been purposed upon them by the evil will not happen in the mighty name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name. Lord God, I pray for the church of Christ. I pray for the church of Christ worldwide, the church of Christ in this nation, the church of Christ in Africa. Lord Jesus Christ himself said that he will build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I bind every powers of darkness that Lord God has been prevailing against your church. Yes, Lord, I close those doors of Illuminati, Lord God, from penetrating into your church. I close those doors, O oh Lord God, of Freemasonalists in the name of Jesus. I close those doors of Illuminati in the name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name. Build your church, O oh Lord God. I lift you, the leaders of the church. I lift you, Lord God, our Archbishop, His Grace Stephen Kazimba. I lift you, Lord God, the other bishops leading various diocese, O oh Lord God. I pray, King of glory, that you deliver them from any captivity, O oh Lord, that the evil one could have put in them, O oh Lord. Open their eyes to see. Open their ears to hear, O oh Lord God. I pray, King of glory, that they will fulfill your purposes wherever you have put them, O oh King of glory. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for All Saints Cathedral. I want to lift you, Lord God, the leadership of this cathedral, Dr. Rebecca Nyegenye and Reverend Hilary Jafu and other people that they are serving with, O oh Lord God. In the name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name, I cancel and nullify every scheme of the enemy concerning these your servants in this church, O oh Lord God. Whatever the enemy, whatever the agents of the enemy have purpose, Lord God, to happen to them, I cancel and nullify in the name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name. Lord, I call upon you on this day that you will arise, 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 O oh Lord God, and let all the enemies of your church scatter. Let all the enemies of Saint, all Saints Cathedral scatter in the name of Jesus the name that's above every other name. I give you thanks, O Lord. I give you praise. Indeed, there is no one who is like you. Let us pray for our nation, Uganda. Father Almighty, we want to lift you, our nation, Uganda, O King of glory. Lord, thank you for our leaders. Thank you for His Excellency, and His ministers and MPs, Lord. We bring them to your throne of grace, O Lord God, this afternoon. And we pray, King of glory, that you give them wisdom. Give our president wisdom. Your word says that the fear of you is the beginning of wisdom. 
and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Lord, frustrate every scheme of the enemy or the agents of the enemy, O Lord God, to cause him to make wrong decisions in the name of Jesus. Lord, you have a destiny for every nation. And I pray, King of glory, that Uganda will walk in her destiny, O Lord God. I pray, King of kings, that you have your way, that you have your way in this nation, that this nation will glorify your holy name, that our leaders will glorify your holy name. Lord, we refuse corruption in this nation. We refuse corruption in this nation. You are polluted from this land in the name of Jesus. We refuse bloodshed in this nation. We are polluted from this land in the name of Jesus. Lord, send forth your mighty angels of war. Send forth your mighty angels of war, O Lord God. Let them go in the four corners of this nation, O Lord, and frustrate whatever the enemy wants to do, Lord God, to this nation. In the name of Jesus, I declare prosperity concerning Uganda. I declare progress concerning Uganda, that Uganda will walk in her destiny, O Lord God. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. Amen.